You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, sorry for the delay this week. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, be the probably the only episode I dropped this week, but you don't care about all that. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast where I talk Sacramento Kings basketball, I talk hip hop, and whatever else might come to mind. Brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. What's going on, everyone? Uh, yeah, had one episode last week because the episode came out kind of late in the week, and so I didn't want to do like a Friday, Saturday back to back, but not you know much difference in between the two episodes. And this week between the holiday and everything, got a little hung up, but I'm gonna go ahead and record this anyway on a Thursday on Thanksgiving morning. Happy Thanksgiving, to everybody out there. Just wanted to get something out this week, and then next week we'll be back on to our regularly scheduled plan. So, where are we right now with the uh, Sacramento Kings? The Kings' seven-game winning streak ended uh, Wednesday night in Atlanta. And not that that's a shock, you know, that the team would go to Atlanta and lose. Uh, That's a good team. Kings lose 115-106. And that right there drops them to... 10 and 7 on the season. Hold up, I might be. I might have said that wrong. Hold up a second, folks. I don't want yeah. yeah, 10 and 7 on the season. And what do we make of that? Mm, to me, you look at the Kings right now, it's more so about the overall where they are right now. And right now, I think you really can't complain too much about where they are. You know, they haven't scored, you know that few points like 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 106 something to sneeze at but that's their lowest point total since they had 107 and um and lost miami yeah they haven't there yeah, they that's the lowest point total of the season so yeah there's still no reason to freak out you know just hey but you're giving up 115 a night there's always a chance that you're gonna you know be in a in a, in a pickle and they just ran into a killer last night. They ran into Trey Young, and they wouldn't be the first team to fall because Trey Young got hot, and that's what he did. So I'm not putting a whole lot into the uh, fact that they lost. I mean, that's still a seven-game winning streak. You know, they're you know after an 0-4 start, they've won ten of the last thirteen. Nothing to sneeze at. You know, things overall, I still think things are on. on 
you know, going well. They'll finish this road trip up in Boston where they could see, well, they should see uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that whole crew in Boston, the other team that's uh, been at the top two in the NBA and offense with the Kings this season. So that should be a good test for them. But a couple of things I wanted to touch on, and I'm going to start off a little more on uh, kind of on the lighthearted uh, uh, area with this one. Just talk about just how wild and out of control you Kings fans have gotten lately. And I say that with all respect. Not making fun of you, but y'all wild right now. Y'all out here <laughs> telling people they can't be on the bandwagon. Y'all calling people out. I see my boy Kenny Carraway beefing with my other homie Amin El Hassan again from uh about man what was that damn two year old beef now but like, over what I don't know the whole De'Aaron Fox John Morant thing you got fake you know by the way thanks a lot Elon Musk that we got fake ass Keegan Murray uh, uh Twitter accounts because everybody can get a damn check mark now so we got fake Keegan Murray going at Amin and. You know, it's it, y'all y'all wild right now. Y'all really wild right now. But it's actually good to see just because this fan base has been so down, so just, I don't want to say despondent, but it's not feeling good about things just because, well, hell, what has it been to be feel, feel good about? And I'm still kind of a very wait-and-see approach with this team just because as good as things look, and I do believe... This is a lot more sustainable than anything they've had in the past. I'm not going to declare everything fixed 17 games in. I mean, there's some teams that you expect to be better, who I think will be better down the road. You know, I think there's some teams still playing above their heads. The Kings may be one of those teams. I don't know. But a lot of basketball to see. But it is fun to see y'all going wild out there, talking about lighting beams and put it in. Well, I say put it in the air. Because that's just me, but the beam must be the corniest yet funniest thing that work that actually works in basketball right now. So the Kings are getting a lot of love, except that withstanding, even with the loss, to me there's not a whole lot to be down about with the Kings. So y'all should be happy. But I do have, as I seem to do on a weekly basis, I address the defense and what I don't like about it, which is... There's a lot not to like, but rather than approach it from that point of view, I think I've, I thought I talked about or I looked at one area where I believe the Kings can effectively can, can affect defense in a positive way. And, and it won't be a situation where we're talking about, you know, I think we I think they can actually make something work with this. And for me, that area is steals. I think that's an area where they can uh, actively be, you know, good in, uh, in that area, and it'll fit. And to me, what I like about them going from, going, you know, being aggressive with steals, that's that. Remember, that's, that's an aggressive attack, aggressive style of defense. It also can help spark the break, which is we all know they want to get out and run. But we all know, you know, the con of that is that you're asking a team that is not already a, not a great defensive team to maybe gamble more, which can lead to breakdowns and just give up more points. But still, I think the Kings going for 
know, trying to you know up the ante and get more steals is a good thing. Right now, the Kings are around 20th in the league at 7.2 steals a game. And De'Aaron Fox right now, he leads them at 1.3 steals per game. That's just, you know, and that that puts De'Aaron 29th in the NBA. And I believe that this team would be a lot more dynamic if they had at least one guy, say, getting 1.82, like, get two steals a game. I think a guy like De'Aaron could get two steals a game, you know. You know, I think we all know if Davion Mitchell gets the minutes, he could probably get more steals. But I think this is a, a, a good way for the Kings to be an effective defense, even if their shooting percentages they give up are way too damn high. You know, last night notwithstanding, I think that's, you know, it's something that we can always look at and think about in terms of ways they can improve the defense. And there's no better examples in the last two games. Uh, when at Memphis, Kings were able to get a lot of their offense going, due in part to forcing, getting 11 steals in, in Memphis against the Hawks. They actually held the Hawks below 50% shooting. I mean, can't complain about that, but they only had six steals. And I think if that team is getting, if the Kings can get eight, ten steals a game, the more possessions they create, obviously the better it is for them. And I think it just creates havoc. And when you play as frenetically and fast as they can on offense, I think that that should and could can carry over to the defensive side because now you're um, you're speeding the other team up and maybe you can get them out of what they want to do and then you can make take some calculated risk get some steals make some things happen and that's just something i see as a potential you know way of you know, generating some more um generating some more offense of course but also giving you something on the scouting report for the Kings defensively where you can say, you know what, this team has active hands, they're getting passing lanes, which ignites their break. we got to be careful of that. And without the steals and the defense they played in Memphis, they don't win that game. So if we're looking at an area for the Kings to get better, I'm going to say get more steals. That's just, you know, you get more steals, the better you're going to be, I think, in their case, going forward. So... That being said, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get ready for uh, some music talk. And but before we get there, we're going to take this break with a message from DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, can the Kings stay in the top five, top six in the West? I had them in the top ten in the West this year, but... Let's see if that if that holds up. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. A good game to do that will be the Kings and the Celtics. 
a lot of things you can look at there. You know, Jalen Brown's numbers, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart steals, uh, De'Aaron Fox assists. There's a whole lot you can do with a game like that. So, especially when you got the two the, be- the two best offenses in the NBA going head to head. So here's what you got to do: download the app now. Sign in with code TBPN. Oh, not sign in. You just sign up with the code TBPN. Plus a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we're back. And for this week's hip-hop thing, uh, music talk, I want to talk about what I consider to be one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever. And it's kind of a tricky thing to do because, well, it's an album from, right now, someone that's not very popular, someone who's uh, deservedly... Uh, been on the wrong, you know, deservedly gotten some, gotten a lot of heat, and that's Kanye West and that album uh, twelve years ago this week that came out, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's as close to a perfect album as there is in hip hop history. But I'm bringing it up not to focus on what he did on the album because the album's wonderful. I'm focusing on the features, and I want to go track for track and break down what I think are the best features on this album because what made this album so great isn't so much the Kanye part of it. Some of these features are just fucking amazing. Okay, now let's get to Let's start with that. Uh, your first feature that we're going to hit on is from Gorgeous. It's track number two, and that's where Raekwon jumps on. You got Raekwon and Kid Cudi. See, for me on this one, the Raekwon feature really stands out because, number one, I'm a big Raekwon fan. And Raekwon, you know, his voice in itself is like a old soul sample. It's real gritty. It's real grimy. And it works really well on this song. And it's the perfect way to kind of close off track number two when Raekwon gets in his bag and kind of just goes in, you know, with his uh, with his lyrics. It's... it's uh, like I said, it's a, to me, it's a very, you know, is it the best Raekwon ever? No. You know, you know, but when you, know, you look at some of the lyrics, you know, we just talked about, um, let me get you, I'm going to get you guys some lyrics. You know, the, the older head, the bolder head would train a soldier head, make sure he right in the field, not a soldier dead. That meant cold red, bent off the black skunk, the black Dutch, back off the old shed. If you can't live, you die. You gotta, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, like I said, Raekwon just does the damn thing on this song. Now, I just love the way, too, on this song, how. It's almost like Raekwon's on auto-tune, but his voice is so gritty, he doesn't need auto-tune. <laughs> so, I'm going to skip down to my my next next one. You got Monster, you know, Kanye, you got Jay-Z, Rick Ross, and, and Nicki Minaj. And generally, when you get Jay-Z and Rick Ross on the track, that's like Shaq and Kobe. That's an instant winner. 
that's a guaranteed, you know, banger. But the the feature that stands out on this one here is actually the Nicki Minaj feature. I mean, the way she comes through on the end of this song. I mean, and, you know, and I'm not going to say she obliterates them, but she obliterates this song the way she closes it. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's the way she closes, you know, you know, this is peak, to me, this is picnic, peak Nicki Minaj, you know, and I mean, to, to jump on a track with a Jay-Z and Rick Ross and you have the highlight, you know, the highlight verse to me might be one of her greatest, in terms of features, probably makes it the best feature of her career and it's kind of you know you know trying to figure out what the best part of this song you know it's kind of hard to say you know you know because you know she you know you know I'll, I'll give you this part because you know I'm a big horror film guy at times you know say and I'll say Bride of Chucky it's child's play just con- killed another career. It's a mild day. Besides, yay, they can't stand besides me. I think me and you and Am should menage Friday. Pink wig, thick ass, give him whiplash. I think big. I think big get cash, make him blink fast. Now you look at what you saw. That's what you live for. I, I'm a motherfucking monster. I mean, she destroyed that one. So, th- like I said, this was a uh, by no. To me, you get on a song with Jay Z and Rick, and you have the highlight bar. Yeah, uh, kudos to Nikki on that one. Then you get um, no so a Paul, and that one is another one where you've got now you got Jay Z, Pusha T, Psy High, The Prince, Swiss Beats, and RZA. And on this one, it's RZA doesn't have the best lyrics, but his voice again on here is just so distinct, you know. That it really adds to the to the song, and what make, also makes this crazy too is that Kanye's rapping about Donald Trump back then, and lo and behold, how did we know they'd be linked in the future? And I'm gonna keep on going down, and the two to me these are the two best features on the album. Um, the first one is Devil in a New Dress, Kanye and Rick Ross. Rick Ross has the verse of the entire album on this song. And what makes this one so distinctive is that the way the song flows, uh, if you're not actually looking at it where it says Rick Ross is on the song, you have no idea Rick Ross is coming. You know, and then he just jumps on there and he, you know, oh my God, I'm just looking at, you look at some of these lyrics and he, you know, tomorrow, you know, you know, they're talking about the, uh, the, la- you know, he made me want a pair of, of lavender shoes with this verse, you know, talking about, you know, whole click appetites had tapeworms spinning ten- Teddy Pendergrass vinyl as my J burns. I shed a tear before the night's over. 
God bless the man I put this ice over. Getting Tupac money twice over. Still a real one, red koozie sweater, dice roller. I'm making love to the angel of death. Catching feelings, never stumble, retracing my steps. Oh, that was, like I said, the verse of the album. You got it, you know, by far. And then my favorite song on the album, maybe because at this point in my life, I was pretty trifling my damn self. And it's uh, Runaway. Where Pusha T, you know, you know, let's have a toast for the, you know, for the assholes, you know, that was, you know, you know, have a toast for the scumbags, you know, every one of them that I know, a toast for the jerk offs that I never take work off, and then when, you know, and then, like I said, when Pusha T jumps on 24-7, 365, pussy stays on my mind, I, I, I did it, all right, all right. I admit it. Now pick your next move. You can leave or live with it. You know. You know. And then you know. This is uh, the only verse that tops this one on the entire album. I think is Rick's on Dublin in a in a new dress, and it's like Pusha. This is one. You know. You know one of the best ones. I think one of his best features ever too. I mean, I love this song and. You know, you know, Meg said I was in a pretty weird space at that point. So I, I like the idea of having a toast to the douchebags. Let's, let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerk offs that'll never take wake work off. Baby, I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. And finally, the last one I'm gonna do in terms of the features is from the Blame Game. It's John Legend singing on the song as the feature listed on the track, but. Got to remember the best uh, the best part isn't a rapper. It's it's uh, Chris Rock at the end talking about to his woman who clearly Yeezy has changed her life in a in a way that he could have never imagined. And Yeezy taught her everything. So that's my um, I'm not going to try to read Chris's part because it's just more funny if you listen to it. But I get it if you don't want to listen to any Kanye right now. You don't want to give him another spin all that. But just wanted to highlight the features. Like I said, not Kanye, but highlight the features from one of my favorite albums of all time. So, that's all I got for you. You'll probably be playing some oldies or something anyway because it's a holiday weekend. Y'all take it easy out there. Maybe I'll be my next one. Um, favorite lowrider hip-hop music. Maybe I'll get into that next week. So, shout out to the DraftKings Basketball Podcast Network. You can find me at theathletic.com where I ranked... My favorite LeBrons, one through twenty. Some of y'all don't like me. Some of y'all like. Some of y'all agree with me. And then uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. You can find me and my homie Kenny Caraway on the J Street Vibes uh, podcast. And I think me and my son will be dropping a uh, Yes, we're watching a wrestling podcast after Survivor Series War Game. So be on the lookout for all that. Y'all have a good weekend. I will see you soon. Take care. I'm out.